All right, everybody, welcome to the stream. My name is Ryan, and this is AIIW News. You can find all of my stuff at AIIW.org. I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, today is going to be episode... Uh, what is it? Oh. I believe it is episode 18 of AIIW News. So thank you for joining me. If you've been around since the first episode, let me know. I'm sorry that I've had to take some breaks and be a little bit inconsistent here and there. I should be at a lot more episodes than I am, but uh, life just gets in the way of stuff sometimes. So, I'm getting started now, and I'm trying to be more consistent. I did Tuesday, last Tuesday, I'm doing today on Thursdays, and uh, I will hopefully continue to do Tuesday and Thursday episodes going forward. So... We are going to have a good and fun, I don't know, fun's probably not the right word. We're going to have a fun and uplifting episode today. I'm just going to focus on some of the good things that are happening in our society right now. Uh, number one, it has to do with the Supreme Court. So we're going to just jump right on into it. The Supreme Court uh, rejects affirmative action at colleges as unconstitutional. So finally... Uh, some sanity reigns at the Supreme Court, and they have deemed something that is very clearly racist to be racist and unconstitutional, therefore. So, what we see here is that uh, the Supreme Court ruled that the affirmative action admission policies of Harvard and the University of North Carolina, which gave weight to a would-be student's race, are unconstitutional. The ruling is a massive blow to decades-old efforts to boost enrollment of racial minorities at American universities. The court's majority opinion said that the school's affirmative action programs unavoidably employ race in a negative manner, involve racial stereotyping, and lack meaningful endpoints. Just Justice Sonia Sotomayor said in a dissent, Today this court stands in the way and rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress. So, obviously, I do not agree with Justice Sonia Sotomayor. I think she is so incredibly wrong on this. It is crazy. And the, the problem is that years ago, decades ago, in order to get rid of or absolve ourselves of the guilt of racism, we decided to start giving benefits to people based on their race. And while I understand that as an initial reaction, the problem is, decades later now, here in California, we've never had slavery, but our universities prefer African-American or black students over white students. And the crazy thing is that actually at the anthropology departments of every one of these universities, they teach that we're all African-Americans, that every one of us came out of Africa to somewhere else. And so... You know, I don't agree with that. I don't believe that that's the truth. But technically, if you were to go and put that on your admissions application, and then if they were to ask you any questions, you just say, see anthropology department. Everybody's an African-American. <laughs> All right? Because what are we doing? Going back a certain number of generations? So that's... It. The whole idea of affirmative action is just silly, absurd. And at this point, it's being used as a way to punish white people and, you know, actually Asians as well. So there's a number of Asian students at Harvard that don't get admitted, despite the fact that they have stellar academic records that would beat out other people. But because of this affirmative action, there's too many Asians at Harvard, so they actually get rid of a lot of those people's chances to go there 
based purely on the color of their skin. And I think that's just pure evil. Uh, I there, There's no way to look at it any other way today in 2023. And I'm so very thankful that the Supreme Court got rid of it. What a huge win for conservatives, for people who love uh, America, that we have ended a massive form of discrimination in this country. It's going to have massive implications for universities, and it's also going to have massive implications for businesses across the country, because a lot of businesses use these same sorts of criteria to, disen not disenfranchise, but to uh, basically work against white people and Asian people and other people, uh, men specifically, uh, in workplaces. So I think this is going to have a chilling effect on workplace discrimination as well as a certainly chilling effect on university admissions discrimination. So I think that that is an incredible win, and I just want to take a moment to celebrate that at the end of this month of supposed pride. Uh, and we'll talk about that right now. We have cheaper than water. Retailers try to unload Bud Light. Oh, I apologize. The last article was from uh, Dan Mangan uh, from CNBC. And so that was Supreme Court rejects affirmative action at colleges as unconstitutional. All right, we're going to move on to DNYUZ, whatever that is. Uh, not quite sure. Uh, but they have an article here from uh, today that says, Cheaper than water, retailers try to unload Bud Light. On a recent steamy Sunday afternoon, customers strolled through the aisles of Glenn Miller's Beer and Soda Warehouse, where overhead fans circulated the hot air. People heading to picnics, graduation parties, and other get-togethers in Lemoyne, Pennsylvania community. Uh, basically, what they're saying is that uh, next to a pack of 30 pack of Miller Lite on sale for $24.99 sat a stack of Bud Light. A large banner above it noted that after a rebate, a 30 pack cost a mere $8.99. So almost one third of what it should have cost. So what we are seeing is that it is incredibly hard to sell Bud Light to people. And that's for a number of reasons. The biggest of which is the fact that they completely ignored and that they went against the uh, sensibilities of their main customer base. So their main customer base are just normal, average, everyday Americans, a lot of men, uh, frat boys, those sorts of people that just want a good, cheap beer, and they don't want your politics to invade their, you know, their time off, okay? They're at work all day, they work a hard job, they come home and they just want to have a nice, cheap beer. Not that I agree with doing that specifically, though uh, it's everybody's right to do what they want in that regard. So, that's their customer base, I'm just trying to help you understand. And what they did is they went and they did something in advertising where they completely destroyed the goodwill they had with that customer base and actually made it, um, not uncool, but they made it almost like a, uh, you would not be someone, the per, the, the, the people that drink Bud Light are not the people that watch that advertisement and see that Bud Light is a drink that they want to have. And so <laughs> they saw the advertisement with Dylan Mulvaney, uh, that that shameless uh, uh, attention-seeking person. Uh, they saw that ad with Dylan Mulvaney advertising essentially beer to children, which a lot of people have claimed. Um, 
So they saw that ad and they just went, you know what? That's not the beer for me. I'm now going to be a Miller guy or I'm going to switch over to Modelo, which a lot of people have, making it the number one beer in the country. And what we see is that when customers and consumers make choices about what they want to do with uh, their money and they switch from products that hate them to products that don't hate them quite as much, then uh, we see that those that, that actually makes a change. The entire advertising or marketing department at Bud Light just got fired uh, because they had the worst advertising campaign of all time. It accomplished the opposite of the goal of every advertising campaign. And so they got justly fired and they're no longer working for Bud Light. And that's a good thing. So uh, what we see is that when we vote with our dollars, that companies have to take note. And so uh, that leads us right into our next article over here. It's anti-LGBTQ backlash puts a chill on corporate America's rhetoric. This is from Bloomberg, a story by Jeff Green and Phil Kuntz. Anti-LGBTQ protests targeting brands like Target and Bud Light have cast a broader chill across corporate America. For the first time in years, company mentions of Pride Month and other LGBTQ terms were on the decline in regulatory filings and earnings calls, a Bloomberg News anal analysis found. References to Pride Month and filings, presentations, and transcripts from April to June at more than 900 of the largest U.S. companies dropped almost 40% from this time last year, the first decline in five years. Other LGBTQ terms showed similar declines, the analysis found. That's incredible. 40% may not sound like enough, and it clearly isn't enough, but it is certainly a huge start to stemming the tide of, these, uh, of this horrible degeneracy in our country. It's one thing to be a homosexual, and you have every right to do that in this country. I'm not trying to attack anyone. I'm not erasing anyone or saying that you don't have a right to exist. What I am saying is that it's enough. We've, we've gone far enough. We don't need to be ha having your lifestyle shoved in our face anymore. It's, it's more than enough. We, we're all on board with you existing. We understand you exist. No one wants to hurt you. Well, not no one, but... No credible people want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. No one should want to hurt you. That's evil and wrong. But to go around parading through the streets doing lewd sexual activities in front of children is not, is not acceptable. We, we never should have allowed that to happen. And as a society, we need to stand up and we didn't need to stand against that kind of de degeneracy that is absolutely destroying our children. Our children are just being destroyed by these acts, by these people parading through the streets and by having pride flags shoved down their throats at every turn. It's confusing kids, and it's completely wrong and abhorrent to be putting it in front of children the way that we have been for the last decade. Uh, I can remember back in the 90s, before, in a time before all of that, when children could be innocent and could be uh, safe from being influenced by these things at too early of an age the children just shouldn't have sex shoved down their throats they, they shouldn't have anything to do with sexual activities until at the very earliest in high school and at that point it should be up to the parents and the families to discuss sex with their children it should have nothing to do with the public i'm personally definitely against public schooling in general i think that that's not a good use of anyone's time or resources to send their children to public school. They should be educated in the home by their parents 
and by teachers and educators that their parents find privately and that align and agree with those parents' uh, goals for that education and, and with their ideas about sexuality and about God and religion, all those so important things the educators need to be aligned with the parents on. And yeah, if we went to a system like that, we don't need to be shoving anyone else's lifestyle down anyone's throat that doesn't want it. And that's the society that we should live in. We should go back to a more modest, a more prudent society where, uh, yeah, that's the case. I'm a Christian. I absolutely believe everyone should come to Jesus Christ, but I believe that that is a thing that you have to do by faith. I can't force anyone to do that. You can't raise a child as a Christian. They have to become a Christian by faith. And so I hope that everyone does. And that what that also means is that you have a right not to be a Christian and that I shouldn't harass you or hurt you or harm you for doing that. And so um, I just want to make that abundantly clear. I'm not attacking any one person. I'm not attacking anyone or saying that you can't do anything privately that you want to do. Uh, I don't want to erase anyone, but you also can't be doing sex acts in the streets in public anymore. It's just unacceptable and, and it's going to be, it's going to be over. I think we're at the peak of that insanity. So I hope that that makes a lot, that that makes sense. The verse that I'm choosing to read for today is a expansion of one that goes along with this topic quite frequently. It says uh, Proverbs, what is this? Uh, 16. And usually we just say 1618, it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And uh, what we see here is uh, in verse 17, it says the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. And so I think that we can all take that to heart and we need to work on being of a humble spirit with the lowly. We need to go and, and take care of those people that are actually struggling, that are, that are actually poor and destitute and, and want to better themselves and work to get out of those situations. And uh, we also need to realize that pride goes before destruction and, and that as a people, especially in the 1950s and 60s, we were a very proud people. And I think that that pride came before a time of destruction and I think it's time for us to humble ourselves and work on rebuilding our society and so we need to take the knowledge that that our ancestors gave to us especially of the gospel that Jesus Christ came that he is the son of God but he's also a man that he lived a perfect life that he died on the cross as a uh, of, as the atonement for our sins that we can believe in him have faith in him, and that through him, and uh, through his, through that action, through his grace, we can have eternal life with God in heaven. And so I, I pray that everybody comes to that knowledge, to that understanding, and I think that if we all start humbling ourselves and praying to God and, and working, uh, progressing forward and taking this victory and moving forward and, and progressing the fight to... Uh, to continue to degrade the the things that have degraded in our to sorry let me restate that that's horribly said we need to fight to take back our society from these horrible degenerate people that want to hurt and harm our children and ultimately want to prepare them and groom them 
for sexual activities when they're teenagers or even when they're adults. They start as children and they start normalizing these sexual deviant ideas and ideologies. And then that just leads your children to be uh, hurt ultimately and to to have the pain and the suffering that those people feel. I mean, just look at the pride movement. It's full of people that have anxiety, that suffer from all sorts of, of mental anguish and pain. And I think it's because they understand that what they are doing is wrong and, and not what God wants for their lives. And so I just pray that we all come to the knowledge and understanding of God's will for us and, and that we do it. So I know that that was a, you know, about a little bit quicker episode today. So I just wanted to kind of celebrate the end of this month of June. Uh, hopefully it is the peak of pride and that we from here see a decrease in it going forward. Maybe next year we won't even have much of a Pride Month. That would be wonderful. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend, and uh, I will see you next Tuesday. Goodbye.